0: 929 the game, 929 the game.com It's Sam and Greg on this 21st day of May. Good morning, Georgia. Morning. And good morning to you folks in Peachtree Corners. Peachtree Corners. Peachtree Corners. Peachtree Corners. You ain't got nothing for them? Yeah, of course, okay. man. They're, well, they're all Peachtree. waiting. They're leaning it's into up, the radio. Down that Peachtree
1: Industrial, that's where the road splits. If you're going north yeah, of Peachtree that's Industrial, it splits right there. One half of it is Peachtree Industrial, the Peachtree Parkway. Depending on where you want to go. You want to go to Buford, Lake Lanier, or you want to go to Johns Creek Alpharetta.
0: Okay. you at in to Forsyth. Per- so yeah, there, there you go. Come inside a premier. You go by my joint her Curry Honda. It's go in okay. there and say hey to Sarah and old yeah. junior, junior Coker. Okay. Got the okay. greatest name if he was a NASCAR driver ever. <laughs> ever. Ever. Um, Coming yep. up later on this hour, we're going to talk to Terrell Thomas. These Urban Times going to let us know what his thoughts are on the uh, NBA playoffs, where they are. Going to delve into Max's world. Max, newly minted graduate. Yes. Let's talk about his degree, knowledge, his time hanging out with his mama, his knowledge, uh, Florida, everything else we need to know. And while that's sort of tongue in cheek, we're having fun with that. There was an actual fight last night. Yeah, man. So we're going to get Max's thoughts on that, and we may or may not scare us into our shoes about, or out of our shoes with something AI related. Okay. That's what he does right now. He, yeah, he does that about, too, right? Yeah, yeah. Artificial intelligence. That's yeah. all them, you know, young folks here. He's on that. Hey, uh, Sam. Yes. On this date, mm-hmm. you know who we lost? We lost a couple people. All right. We lost Sammy Davis, Sr. Okay. On this date, mm-hmm. but that's not the one I'm thinking of. Okay. We lost Howard Morris on this date. Y'all don't know who that is, but you do. That's Ernest T. Bass. Ah. But the guy, and listen, I'm, I'm gonna say the name. I'm with my boy Chris D'Amino on this. Y'all know who I'm talking about. Oh yeah, no. that the first part of the movie Arthur is one of the funniest things in the world. I'm with Chris. I'm with Chris on that. He I, he used to say the first 20 minutes of it, but just the beginning of Arthur is really funny. But today was the day we lost Sir John Gielgud. Ah, his his butler, Hubby. Right, right,
1: right, right.
0: If I begin to die, please <laughs> take this. Off just, my head. Yes, <laughs> yes, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <It's just right laughs> great line. Yeah. But while you were gone, great movie, great movie. Sir John Gilgood got us thinking, and Max and Max agrees with me in this. And Max, please come in here. We absolutely believe you should be a sir. A sir. You should be a sir or a the, have a the. I think we should all be like sirs. Sam the Great.
1: No, I think we all should be Sirs. Well, you, yes, but some, I mean, you should and, and you should be good. knighted
0: to the but point where because you look like a like who would knight who would knight Sam here in Georgia?
1: I, I, hey, man. <laughs> Max, I'm, I'm asking <laughs> oh, you. For I, your I, I, I'm afraid to ask. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know either, man. You do
2: feel like royalty, Sam. When Royals when here. when uh, Greg proposed us over the break, it just felt is. felt right. He There's, there's like, right.
0: and there may be one or two other people. I tell you, who else would be that? Who's that? You and Andy Young.
1: Oh no, you could yeah. put me in the same category with yeah. that man. You you Andy no, Young. <laughs> nah, no man. Don't don't. <laughs> I know that's kind of no, kind of daunting. There. All right. Don't well, do that. not to do that to him. Don't do that to me. Don't do right. that to him. I'll tell you. Yeah.
0: hang on. I'm thinking about this. My mind is going. If we had to pick three people to be knighted or given Sir. Connected with this city. You ready? All right. You? No, not me. Dominique Wilkins. No. You know what yeah, I mean, no, yeah. I mean, you Dominique no. Wilkins. Now,
1: there's, there's some, uh, some folks way, way up the
0: front. Well, we see, up I'm up not talking celebrate. about folks who So, just is more yeah. of like, we just love you for what you do yeah, kind of thing. Now, I'm not talking about the civil rights folks like Angie Young no, and, 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 and about, Betty I'm, Aaron and all that. Nah, I'm them. talking
1: about people like Billy Payne. Billy Payne did something that well, cha- see, that's that's changed the, the whole footprint. We don't want them. Why not? He changed the whole footprint he did. of this town he for, he few, for did generations. Stuff. You know, yeah, he also did some of you know, the Masters that folks you know, got a problem with, too. Well, not really. But, he, but, he, he, he opened some stuff I'm, during this
0: time at Masters. He, he absolutely did. We're not okay, talking about so his credentials. No, this I'm, is a little lower. This is just below just be- those folks, the know. people that hear us on a regular basis. I don't know what you're And you need to be ascended with a sir. Nah. So Sam Crenshaw, he'll be speaking tonight at the Woodruff Center two tickets? <laughs> nah. i The
1: room would be empty. No. Nah. Just uh,
0: <laughs> trying to give you, just trying to pay you a compliment, man. Well, we, we think it. you should be a sir. What's it. going on locally, Mr. Did we seeing that?
1: CAU had their graduation yesterday. Oh, yeah. I think we're having graduations, commencements. I think coming up at um, at Morehouse today. I think, and then at Spelman as well. I know some people who are in town for Spelman. Now, I won't say which year they graduated, but they're in town trying to and act like they used to act, and it's painful. Uh, But that's as far as I'm going to go with that, you know, (laughs) sometimes. I think of other people you could be. I'm still thinking of the knighted thing there. You know. But anyway, we're going to get into what we usually do at this time. Yes. this time. We don't. You do. You know. Well, okay. Yesterday at this time, and Max missed out on it. Yes, he did. He missed out on it. We had the state bass fishing championships (laughs) explained to us in detail yesterday because they were held in wonderful Clarks Hill Lake yesterday. And uh, you know, we went out there in great competition. We found out that there are no referees for this. There are no officials nope. for this. They are on the honor system. You know, you, I mean, you know, either the fish, either you catch the fish or you don't. But I mean, you know, I guess somebody's always looking for an advantage in whatever it is. But supposedly,
0: how are you cheating at fishing?
1: I don't know, man. You put an but extra you, worm you know on what? your thing. I don't. I have no idea. <laughs> but but they were saying that, <laughs> that they, they got
0: steroid worms. There's the <laughs> honor system.
1: <laughs> It's the honesty. You don't do anything illegal. He just told us one: if the hook had to be in the mouth, it couldn't. You couldn't like snag a fish, you know, like if the fish going by and your hook just catches them on the side and you pull it up. That's right. not. The hook has to be in the fish's mouth. You literally so, have
0: somebody who's looking so that's, at where the hook. Well, it was
1: supposed to be illegal if you if you catch one by. the – Well, you know what though? If you turn the fish in whatnot and they see that he got caught snagged on the side, then they would say that's where well, this is not a legal fish.
0: Not a, so, so what's the point? Not, so it's what's, not a legal
1: so, fish. So what's the point in keeping a fish that's not legal? What you throw them back in the water, what right?
0: It, and it's, I would imagine the same thing would happen if the hook hooked on the behind of the fish.
1: Yeah, that, that's not a legal fish. Although you caught him, he's on the hook. You brought him in the boat.
0: Well, if that's the you one that ain't legal, I can eat them. <laughs> can I eat them <laughs> if they're not
1: legal? <laughs> oh, we're not, we not eating we them. No, fishing. you're not supposed to eat them because right. you're still throwing back, right, right. The, supposed supposed them Those back. Right, right. Those are legitimate fish. Anyway, the champions, we have winners. We have winners, and you know what? The When you consider the name of the school, maybe it makes sense because Lanier High School won the bass fishing championships. Oh, okay, they came in first place. Congratulations uh, to them. Kings Ridge Christian School was the runner-up in third place. Is Dawson County. So those were the winners of the 2023 Bass Fishing State Championships that y'all laughed about every time I mentioned, it. and Max just thought that was the funniest thing. Uh, those that's who competitive fishing, competitive fishing, yeah, uh, it's a thing, but it's just it is, you know for it those is. who don't it, do it, it's new, it's new to high school. Uh, you don't want what that looks like on your le- if you get a letter jacket, a varsity letter, letter jacket, you, you get, get your school letter. Out. Yes, you get your school letter, and you got a fish on on you. Why not?
0: I, I, that's what that's what you do, right? Well, on the cruise ship, <laughs> they gave you clothes to wear. Yeah, and so the, they gave you <laughs> polos. To for us to meet, you know, like meet and greet you, the passengers, and everybody had like a thing underneath. It was NCL that NCL was owned by Mickey Aronson, the guy who now owns, you know, the Heat, Miami mm-hmm, Heat, mm-hmm. and also own Carnival. They would put wherever department you're in on it. So I had a little record. Ah, uh, <laughs> really? Yeah, the DJ. I, had, That's I cool. had a record. The photographers had a camera. Yeah. The um, gift shop people had I don't know what it was, but they had some things on there. Some kind of little. So gift. NCL, did, this is the little things that I'm telling you. I know there's a lot of people who don't like this sort of stuff, but if you can think about cruising, right now, there is nothing better. Straight down the road gives you everything you need is Carnival. Okay. And I know we're not supposed to mention names yeah, here. Yeah, Dave, Dave, Dave's going to get us. As opposed to the ones, there are some that make you feel like you're in Europe, and there's some that make you feel like, you know, you just they don't connect to American art audiences, travelers better than carnivals. I'm
1: curious about Viking, but that's a river cruise. Yeah. You know, but I'm curious. I know some people who've done that a little different. Yeah, it's just,
0: that's my experiences on there. And uh, you you might be cool with that. But anyway, go ahead.
1: All right. All right. We we, we have more state champions. Most of the baseball state champions have been crowned. Here are the ones that have been crowned so far in Class 7A. It is Lounge. Uh, they came out here the truest. They, they uh, took two games away from Parkview. That is a 7A championship. Congratulations to them. The 6A state champions are Houston County. Uh, they beat Pope uh, in two straight games. So, Houston County, so far as some of the folks from Central and South Georgia winning the baseball here, uh, 5A Loganville. Uh, they were winners over McIntosh, So Loganville is a state championship for 5A. For 4A, our champion is North Oconee. They beat Lagrange three games they played uh, to win this Class 4A championship. Class 3A champions are Harlem, and Harlem's in Columbia is, is in you know, Columbia County down near Augusta. They beat Ringo, Ringo, which is up north near Bucky's, Going up 75, <laughs> it really is where where Ringo is, um, and Harlem wins that. Uh, in two games, they did win that series. Uh, they're still looking p- to finish the Class Two A. They played two games Mount Perrin against North Cobb Christian. They got to play a third game to, uh, to decide the state championship there. One uh, A Division Two, they haven't started yet. It's going to be Charlton County against Emanuel County for that one. And Class A Division One will have Irwin County against Prince Avenue. Uh, Christian, those and we'll be all decided for the baseball state championships and the only other state championships left to be played out, I think, are golf, which will happen early part of this coming week because everybody's going to be out of school, yep. and so that's that's how our things are going. Now, speaking of school, yesterday when I left, I um, went to uh, went oh, to is went, this went, a story. Yeah. Okay. No, cool. No, I've been waiting for you, this. You don't, you don't want me to tell it?
0: No, I want you to tell. it. I thought we were going to do it later on. Oh, you want? No, you no, no, to no, no. Later? This is perfect. This is perfect. This is perfect. Because then I can, can I tell mine afterwards?
1: Oh, you want to? I went to the mall. Oh, you're up against us. So oh, no, no, no. I'm you watching take the clock. this one. I'll, I'll watch, do, do mine during
0: casting call. Okay. I'll do okay.
1: Call. <laughs> I, I went went out to Greenbrier Mall, and, and for people who had seen this week, uh, the Chick fil A, the first standalone Chick fil A, first mall Chick fil A. Because uh, a lot of people saying which one, uh, the Dwarf House. I was is the gonna first say the one. Dwarf he, House he is, he is the first one, but the first they got a big old plaque on the wall. out there, Grant. This is the first Chick Fil A store, so uh, everybody who want to say that the Chick Fil A, I didn't, mm-hmm. I didn't say it. The Chick Fil A folks said it. All right. Okay. Um, the first Chick Fil A. So yesterday the was the last. was the last day. <laughs> the last day for the one at Greenbriar Mall, and and um, I just want to go by there. I said, let me go by here and just you know check out the scene and see what the vibe is like. Didn't see anybody that I knew because you know, Greenbrier's place where I got my first job in high school and grew up over in that in that area of town. But as I sat and watched, people came in and everybody was just relaying stories about growing up in Greenbrier Mall, growing back going right. up with the Chick fil A and what it was like and those type of things. So it was kinda neat seeing those times. And then come these guys who walk in with therrell High School T shirts on. What high school? Therrell Okay. Theroux is a high school that's out off uh, Campbellton or in the southwest area of town, not near, near, near the mall. My high school, which was Headland, was on the other side of Highway 166, which was Fulton County. So I was a Fulton County school. But if you went to Greenbrow, you would see the kids from the city school because that was the place where everybody met. Right. And everybody got along, wasn't that stuff that people say, be doing mall, everybody, you know, fight, well, not We didn't do any of that. We, had, we used to have a good time there. And so. I st- noticed some guys that were staring at them and pointing at them because these folks had these Tharal high school T-shirts on, didn't look like me and you, Our you know, Caucasian you know,
0: brothers. Is that what they, you're saying? Absolutely.
1: And and, and, and and they were they were older than me. And So I oh. you know I, I noticed these two guys that were sitting there just kind of like looking looking. Look at lookin', your other. I said, says, 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 you weren't expecting to see that today, huh? And, and He's a bear. I wasn't. The kid was like, Well, I, I graduated from Tharal in 2018. I said, Uh-huh. Well, I mean, they graduated a little bit before you. <laughs> 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 and, and, and so it, it got me into a dialogue about the mall right. and about the area and what had been in there and about the area, the area in the southwest Atlanta area, Cascade, Ben Hill. And, you know, before the Falcons had, had, had Swanee, and now even farther out, you know, Flowery Branch. Flowery Branch. You could go to Greenbrier Mall and you would see players on the Braves, Falcons, Hawks, they lived over in Ben Hill, over toward the over in College Park, toward the airport. That's where a lot of the athletes live. So it would be nothing to go into that mall and see somebody in a three-piece suit going to the bank or something, you know, people who lived there. It was a thing that you saw during that time. We're talking to 70s folks. But I went over and talked to the two guys in the Theral High School T-shirts. I said, <laughs> "I said, how you doing? So I went to Headland. On the other side of the room. So, what year did you? Have? I said, I said, 77. What year? They were like 67 or 66 or oh. something. Yeah, I was, I was like, well, you are a young fella. <laughs> 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 oh, but but it was that kind of day, right? you know, that you saw people who probably hadn't been in the mall in, in, in years. Um, came back just to reminisce and be at the, at, at the Chick Fil A yesterday, and so it, it, it was pretty cool going down in the Greenbriar. And then leaving, I did run into some people that I that I that I knew that were coming in just for the day, and it closed at four o'clock.
0: Now you swung by, by there to get some Chick Fil A, but did you? What's the one that you worked? Didn't you work at one of the mall? I worked
1: at the store. I worked a store in Greenbriar. Okay. I worked the store in the mall, and I ran into a lady who worked at the store across the mall from the store where I worked.
0: What? Yeah,
1: and, and, and uh, it, it was neat. And she was back in the mall for the first time in a long time. She said, but I love this mall. I grew up in this mall, and I was, worked in gift-wrapped at Muses. And people don't know what Muses was. Well, Muses was a men's store.
0: Muses? Muses. Okay. It was,
1: was, was a men's store in, in here in town. And, and across the mall was J.P. Allen, which was a women's store. But well, that's where I worked. I worked in the stock room. My mama found me a job. That's she. Is this where the school teachers went to get their clothes? <laughs> that's and like so the commercial she,
0: where the, the mother's taking the, the resume of the kid around and embarrassing that's, them? <laughs> that's, that's what my mama,
1: <laughs> that's what she loved to shop. And she t- hit up with a manager one day. Don't you have something that 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 daddy could do, that a teenager could do here? And next thing I knew, man, I'm in the stock room back there just unloading the Dude, trucks listen, and putting stuff out on the same rack. Same thing you know? with
0: me. They brought me by the Jewel and Osco distribution center because they had nothing but, like, Factories and places like that up there in, in, in these suburbs of Chicago. And they pay pretty good, even if you didn't join the union. Yeah. But yeah, my mother did the same thing. Yeah,
1: it was cool. The Saturday mornings, that's where I would be, man. Get off about 11 o'clock, get me and get my Chick fil A and head for home in time for Soul Train. Yep, dude. Yeah, do that. That was the plan.
0: I, I just drive down and watch Soul Train live. When it first well, that's started.
1: until he moved. Yeah,
0: until he moved. <laughs> <laughs> Sam and Greg, uh, we're gonna talk basketball. Terrell, and you gotta fi- stick around to hear where he is. He is he is he is traveling right now, and you're not gonna believe where Terrell is. So he's gonna come join us next. Sam and Greg, sports radio, 92.9 the game, 92.9 game.com. You know, when you hear that music, it's time to talk basketball. Sports Radio, two nine Game, 9290 Game.com. It is Sam and Greg on this Sunday morning, 19th day, uh, 21st day of May. Um, the guy's got his own walk on music. Yeah, he does. And you now here's the question, Sam. Ask him, meaning Terrell Thomas, these urban times, friend of the show. Mm-hmm. I'd say basically family at this point. Ask him where he is right now.
1: Okay. Uh Terrell first of all good morning Terrell and where might you be?
3: I think I guess we could start doing a where's Waldo type thing. Uh I'm in <laughs> I'm in Florida right now and enjoying some beautiful weather at Legoland. So Oh <laughs> man. Up, hey now.
1: Does it get any better than that?
0: <laughs> Man's at Legoland. Now that's a that's that's a that's a that's a father right there. Yeah, now summertime, kids out of school. Yeah, don't get much better. Daddy, than can that we man. go to Lego? Sure, Junior. Yeah, and come get on. Getting the car filled it up, and went to Legoland. You got. Yeah, well, I can't I can't take the credit for that. I,
3: I'm gonna give their mother credit and and my son's best friend Jefferson. His birthday is coming up, so his mom as well for them putting it all together. So this is a combination. This
0: this is a, it's a, it's a it's, collaboration it's, it's, here.
3: It's, Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. All right.
0: All right. Before we get into this, I have to say, because we, you know, you heard his walk-on music, you chose that. Who, who did we hear?
3: The Isleys, the yeah. great Isleys.
0: Okay. I'm glad you said that, because you know today, celebrating birthday number 82, these two people born on the same day. All right. Ronald Isley mm-hmm. and Bobby Cox.
1: Wow. Yeah. A, all right. That's a, that's a great
0: combination. There you go. All right, now. I saved that one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Drill man. Where are we, are we, listen, do we go back with him? Have we had a chance to talk to him since? <sighs> yeah, go they ahead. Had to and make let's a little start, change let's, let's, there. Let's, 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 you predicted it. We all sort of knew it was a possibility. But let's, instead of talking about how or, or the fact that he got let go, meaning Doc Rivers with the 76ers, how do you wrap your mind around how your team, how this team with the MVP tripped and fell into the end of the season?
3: Yeah, that was a a huge debacle, and it is funny as you mentioned. I was I, I slightly did predict it, and my son even said when it happened. He said, "Daddy, well, you sure did say to Sam and Greg that he may get fired." It made me chuckle. Um, it just it, it 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 seemed to be the inevitable to to a degree. And initially, I guess my immediate reaction was, "What happened to James Harden in Game Six and Game seven? Uh, You know. It seemed to me in the first three games, first four games, maybe that Doc Rivers did have an upper hand as a coach. Uh, What changed in his coaching strategy and his rotation? You mentioned the MVP. I didn't expect Joel coming off of an injury and just his history in the playoffs as far as recovering from injuries. It seems like since the Sixers have been in the playoffs the last two, three seasons, he's always hurt or gets hurt. Uh, You know, his durability has been an issue his entire career. So, looking at those three pieces, I, I, I slightly lean towards Joel's performance and just the coaching strategy of Doc granted, Don't get me wrong. James Harden did not have wonderful performance. But when I, look, when I look back at the entire series and I break down, okay, James Harden's an all-star, former MVP. Of course, Joel Embiid is the current MVP. You would think that each of those guys could possibly win two games when you need four. James Harden did his part to a degree. He had 42 points in a game. Yeah, forty-five points in the game, so it it did kind of shift and make me think. Okay, so where was Joel Embiid's impact game? You know, where was his game to get to lift the Sixers and get them to the next the, the next position, so or the next round rather? So I would have to go with kind of just the strategies and what Doc Doc Rivers employed in those in those last uh, two games, and then the play of Joel Embiid. It just it wasn't an MVP like performance. He went from averaging over 30 points in the regular season to just 22 points in these playoffs, and that's a huge drop. That 10-point that, that drop was huge, and that's why the Sixers are home right now. All right.
1: Yeah, you yeah, go. yeah, yeah. Spending time on the WaitForIt.com hotline <laughs> <laughs> with Terrell Topos this was morning. Tough for him, Yeah, I know it. I know it. I know it, I know it. It was tough. And he is social, folks. He is social. You can find him on Twitter always at eldorado two four five two at Eldorado 2452. That's Central. Who do you think gets the coaching job? Who do you think wants that job right now?
3: Uh, and, and I don't. I, I feel like it's still a hot job. I mean, of course I'm biased. I'll throw that out there, that caveat. But uh, I think Philadelphia is an amazing sports town to coach in or play in. I, I do think folks around the league realize that. I do think this roster – Uh, you know, there there are rumors already that James Harden will be returning to Houston, but even if that does happen, I still think this roster can compete for a championship with Joel Embiid uh, leading the way. Personally, I know I'm wishing on a star here, so I'll throw that out there as well. Personally, I really, 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 I I could throw reallys out for the rest of the show. I would love Dawn Staley to get the opportunity to get the job. I know that he's I know she has a wonderful, yeah, you know, situation yeah, yeah. already taking place in South Carolina. So again, she was busy yesterday so. too. She, Man,
1: she, she was very visible this weekend with the opening weekend of WNBA. She's at a lot of games. She went to see uh, um, uh, uh, Gr- uh, Griner play and went to see. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I
0: just didn't expect yeah. him to say that. Yeah, that's, I,
3: that's, I, 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 she, she just she fits the mold so well. You know, being from Philadelphia, being from North Philadelphia being a, a highly intelligent, hard-nosed point guard uh, who can relay the game, I, I think she would be well-respected by men in that locker room as well. And I honestly think, it, it just to, to throw another piece out there, if players started kind of, you know, uh, playing lazy, and not only would Dawn be able to get on their butts, the city would be behind her as well. So I, I, I do hear, I hear the Nick Nurse's, I hear his name out there. I've heard J.J. Reddick's name out there. Um, but if I if I had the opportunity to have my dream hire would be Dawn Staley and she would have already had the job for for me.
0: Wow, I got to think about that. I mean, I hadn't thought about that. And yes, there's when you talk about breaking that glass ceiling, yeah. it's her and who else? Yeah, you know what I mean. I yeah. can't think of you know this all started during the Pat Summit years and, and rest in peace and and she didn't yeah. do it, but at Dawn. I don't know that Philly would be the landing spot though because of everything he just said. Maybe. So, I mean, mind you, her, her dropping onto the, you know, MVP and all of that stuff. Anyway, l- listen, I'm, this is your segment, but I'm going to think about that. Let's talk about that a little while okay. uh, later on okay. in the show because what that would mean and where you would see Don Staley landing if given the opportunity. Is Philly the best spot? For that first female NBA coach, yeah, with an MVP Head already. coach there. now. We've Head already, coach, yeah, we've said. had one. Yeah,
1: we've had one already. Um, you know,
0: that was the other one too, Becky Hammond, and she yeah. got a little. She 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 got a little bit of trouble this past week in the WNBA <laughs> for coaching like an NBA coach. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's basically what happened. Anyway, Terrell Thomas, these Urban Times joining Sam and Greg, Sports Radio ninety two nine the game ninety two nine the game dot com. What else is on your mind, man? And we got one tonight too. What's going on with Boston and Miami? In your yeah, mind. I got
3: to tip my hat to Jimmy Butler. I certainly had to tip my hat to Jimmy Butler, and I mean it's kind of funny if we if we look back on the the beginning of the NBA playoffs and the playing tournament and such. You know, the Hawks were able to actually do something with the Miami Heat and, and, and beat the Miami Heat. You know, to to avoid certain situations, although they're home right now as well. Um, but we just we just came up with speaking on coaching, Eric Spoelstra. In my opinion, unless you're a basketball lover. Uh, and really pay attention to the game. He does not get the credit over the years, and which he should, as possibly being one of the in this current day and age top three coaches in over the last decade or so. For just the accomplishments he's had before LeBron, with LeBron, and you know the Heatles, and just being able to keep the Miami Heat relevant with right now. In the eyes of, uh, or for lack of a better term, it's almost like playing with the bad news bears of the NBA. So many undrafted players. We have Jimmy Butler. You have Bam out of Bayou, who is a good player, don't get me wrong, but I don't think he's he's lived up to his potential or, or what people thought he would be so far. And they are just going around just manhandling teams. And it's just th- the same Boston team in which I saw game six and game seven against the Philadelphia Seventy Centers. I've yet to see them in this Eastern Conference Championship. And I think a lot of that has to do with the play of Jimmy Butler, heart of a tiger, and then also just we're, we're watching Coach Spo just run circles around. Uh, 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 Boston and, and what they're doing from a coaching standpoint. So I've, I've been I've been shocked. I, I, I must say, two games in Boston, the Miami Heat to go up there and handle business like that. I don't want to get ahead of ourselves and say this series is over and that it'll be a sweep. Uh, but you win two in Boston, that says a whole lot. So. Miami looks like they're on a mission, and they're out to really, really make a statement in the NBA.
0: You know, we've been doing a lot of speculating, Sam, about the contribution of Pat Riley to this organization. The fact that that mentality and and his personality has trickled its way through. You can talk about who he is, who he was as a player, a coach early on. Uh, You you know, L.A. was one type of coach and he went to New York and became – who Pat Riley really was. It was Dirty Knuckles and Get Down and Grime, and that was that team, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And so when you think about this Miami organization, that's basically it. It's, it's, you know, the figurehead is sort of there, and this Miami team, I won't say dirty like some of those Anthony Mason and Nick teams were there. They will get down and dirty, much like Pat. And I can't think of another organization where the president's personality permeated all the way down to the bench. I mean, you could talk about, and again, I'm talking about all the American sports. Mm-hmm. Steinbrenner didn't have that. Oh no. Jerry Jones would love to say he has that, but he doesn't. Maybe pop a little bit when he was up in the offices, but you know, that actually got the other coach fired. I was again, I was just trying to think of somebody else who was in that front office that you could look at that person and say the team is is put together much like him, and and mm-hmm. and so that's that for me makes me uh sort of rationalize what I'm watching when I watch this Miami Heat team. Because I know where it comes yeah. from. That's what I believe.
3: Down and gritty. We spoke on Pat Riley, as you mentioned, all season long. And look where he is now. Culture. That culture is so big in our world. We overlook it all the time. But culture,
0: he, structure. <laughs> that's right. And you know what? Having said all that, that, I believe, is the reason why Eric Spoelstra won't get the credit that he deserves. Because he's doing so. it under the Pat Riley umbrella. I just, I tend no, to believe no,
1: that. I, 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 think, I think right now, Especially in these playoffs, because he's to me, he's heading shoulders over than any other, other, other coaches that are still working right now. And that, and that's the difference. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's the difference. He's badly out coaching, you know, who's, his opponent here in Boston. Oh, yeah. And so, yeah. So, we, we, I think we give him credit for that. And maybe this series, this time around, allows us to really take a look at, at his work and what he does. Because, look at this team. Is Jimmy Butler and some dudes?
0: That's right. That's what you I'm know, saying. Yes, I, I mean, I mean, today yes, we indeed.
1: don't know the bus is going to roll out. Jimmy Butler is going to get out, and you're not sure what else is going to get off the bus behind him. <laughs> you really don't. No, you know? you're
0: absolutely right. You're right. And and not only that, you got. Uh, <laughs> you got me laughing too. That's true. Um no, I forgot my train of thought. Jump in, Terrell. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, y'all I, be I, laughing up here, and I was I had a good analogy to what Sam was saying, but that 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 was a perfect analogy because it is.
3: That's why I said the bad news bears. You got one star and. The rest of these guys is a bunch of who's who's G League players. I believe there are seven undrafted player free agents on this team. I have to say that one more seven undrafted in a league full of stars. But you think stars are going to get you to a championship? Seven undrafted guys who are just hungry, trying to make a name in the NBA, and they are stepping up and performing. So it's it's been amazing to see, and I'm I'm interested to see if they can actually carry this to the NBA finals. Yeah, you
1: know, and, and and let's let's make the hard turn from some guys who are grateful just to be on the team, guys who are grateful just to be in this moment, guys who are grateful just for the opportunity to say they play in the NBA, not making – you know, I don't know how much money anybody's making, to somebody that we want to be – that people want to be the face of the league who apparently don't care. <laughs> um, talk about my man up in Memphis, man, and, 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 and I'm curious to get your take on, on, on John Morant because my question is, did he ever say he wanted to be the face of the league? Because if he never said he want to be the face of the league, what's all the screaming about? But I'm a, but uh-uh. I but I'm gonna throw it at you.
3: <laughs> no, you know, the, and and it, and it is interesting because that's also been a topic in which my my, my kids have both asked me about them, uh, about him. I think because Josh ja so explosive uh he is one that's kind of we see a lot of the young people young basketball lovers young sports lovers in general kind of gravitate to his brand gravitate to his style his hair his tattoos again uh, uh how he dresses off the court he just he's, he's a cool young cat if that if that makes sense uh so it's easy for him uh, for 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 today's younger fans to identify with him and of course the NBA as we all know no matter how much we love it is a business so once they identified that he started to kind of get that title of being the next face of the league. I don't necessarily remember a time at all in which he came out and said he wanted to be the face of the league. And since his rookie season, I remember it quite honestly, during his rookie campaign when Memphis Grizzlies stopped in Atlanta, I had a chance to speak with Ja just during uh, pregame workouts and and such. And I asked him, I asked LeBron a few games prior. The Lakers came to town and Memphis was next on the schedule. I asked LeBron what his thoughts were on Ja Morant. He spoke very highly of, oh, you know, the league is in great hands with players like Ja. And I I relayed that message to Ja and asked him what he thought about it. And He said at that time that he was just, you know, trying to get his name out there, get get his feet wet, pretty much learn the ways of the NBA, but that he had high expectations for himself. Fast forward about three, four years later, um, I mean his play on the court is undeniable. We we, we do see that he is one of the most talented young players or just players overall on the league. But unfortunately it's just, you know, the off the court antics have been <laughs> Concerning. Concer- concerning. Let me
0: – I, I got to stop you, Terrell Thomas, again, joining in Sam and Greg, Sports Radio, 929 the game 92.9thegame.com. Because, Sam, this is the first time we had an opportunity to ask this particular question. There's been speculation about what people are saying and, and what organizations may or may not do and how it's affecting kids. So let me ask you, because you brought it up. You said your kid came up to – your son came up to you and, and told you his thoughts about John ja Moran and what's going on with him. I I don't know how comfortable you are sharing a conversation you may or may not have had with your son, but have you had the conversation with him where he may bring up, hey, look at my favorite players holding a gun? How has what yeah. John Morant <laughs> has happened? No, I'm just and I'm serious about this because this is what is this is what's talked about. How are parents addressing this with their kids who think this guy walks on water?
3: Yeah, I've, I've had to have that conversation, and it was actually with both uh, both my children, because, because my daughter brought it up initially. She she Of course, she's at the age now, she's 12, where she can see social media. And she's abrupt. She brings stories and concerns to me. So she witnessed that he had a gun again, and she's pretty much like, Daddy, you know, what what is going on with John Morant? Why does he keep flashing these guns? Um, and we have had a, a difficult conversation as parents, both uh, myself and their mother, on just the danger. You know, it, it, the, the gun topic is always, uh, I, for lack of a better term, an interesting topic because the use is on, is on two different levels. Some do, you know, use them safely, and they understand they're educated behind them and understand, you know, what the, the purpose of a gun is. Then you have the uneducated folks who just— uh use it for dangerous and unsafe habits and such um unfortunately i think as of now John morant is falling into the, the ladder i mean he's not a police officer he's not he's not out there hunting for food that you know to, to sit on the table we've seen him uh flashing a gun at a club and now in, in, in a vehicle um and i'm not one of those folks just personally y'all oh, you know I I, I I don't i don't really have a, a huge opinion either way so i'm i'm not one that's uh, outspoken on you know, uh, we need to get guns out of here. I do believe we need a, a stronger gun control in a lot of urban and inner city communities. I think that we need to uh, lift and have greater education courses, classes, or maybe such in uh, in urban and inner city areas, just so uh, people like myself, you guys, John Morant, so that so that we know of what we have when we have this tool in our hand. Because gun is, I mean, it's like it's like any other tool. If you don't know how to use a chainsaw and you have it, it can be a dangerous weapon.
2: Gotcha. Um,
3: so uh, it's just... been a difficult conversation, but I, I also believe that, um, and even Carmelo, at the age of six, they, they they do understand the proper uses of a weapon, and they're still learning. We're not ones that have let our children run around the house, even playing with with toy guns. Okay. I, I I remember uh, me and their mom had a, a, a serious sit down conversation even before we introduced them to water guns because we just wanted them to be at the proper age to really understand. Okay. The, the uses of a gun so we've had that conversation and it you know it's, it hasn't been as difficult as i thought it would be but it was it was it was disappointing afterwards uh to have to have that conversation again with for somebody in which i don't want to say they look up to him but someone that they enjoy
0: watching right okay all right listen i appreciate it and again sharing that was you know was something i couldn't not have you on the on the show and not ask you that at least so uh just your thoughts on that hey having said that let's turn the court and Make sure he has a wonderful rest of his day. Absolutely. And, and enjoy watching the game with your kids tonight.
3: Oh, I will. I will. <laughs> I want to really quickly just give Melo's friend Jefferson a happy birthday wish.
0: Happy and, uh, birthday. Give
3: his mom a, a special shout-out as well. She'll be getting her MFA this week. So, you we know. She She's still continuing her education journey, so I want to give her a shout-out. She gets her Master's in Fine Arts. So. Congratulations, oh, we congratulations. Got
0: we, we got nothing but smart. We got nothing but brainiacs around I know, that's here. Right. Max got his degree this past Knowledge. Had, knowledge is power, right? Knowledge. There you go. All right, Terrell, listen, buddy, have a, a wonderful rest of your Sunday, and we will talk to you next week.
3: Uh, gentlemen, have a great week. and looking forward to it.
0: All right. All right, right now. Sam, a great Esther L Town. I would not, I would not, I would not want to be in his shoes for just the purposes of having that conversation. You know, it's one thing about having a gun conversation about things happening in your community, but you sit down with him and now you're talking about this having this conversation over school and sports. Those are, those are the two times yeah. you're talking about guns. Yeah. School and sports. Wow. Thanks. Uh, That's tough. are you ready folks? We're going into Max's world up next. We also get an update on last night's fight too. That is up next. Sam and Greg, Sports Radio 929 The Game, 929thegame.com and take us with you on the Odyssey app. Congratulations to all of you parents hearing this piece of music over the last few weeks. Yeah. To the graduates in your home.
1: My wife cannot make it through this song. When what the you mean? when the when the kids graduated, uh, they strike up this song and they start watching and my wife just. You gotta turns give it a hang a little oh tissue my, out oh my like a church. Yeah, oh gosh. She can't, she can't make it through it.
0: Sam and Greg, Sports Radio, 929 <laughs> The Game, 929TheGame.com nine uh. Uh, on this uh, Sunday morning, 21st day of May. And we played that. Sam played that. Uh, I'm going to give you credit. Now, he, he threw that on. We were going to play something else. It was kind of silly. And we said, no. Nah. We got a graduate. We got on the other graduate. Side of the glass, who's getting ready
1: to, to do his segment? Absolutely, and that was a proper way to, to bring him in this Thank morning, you. man.
2: We're, Thank we're, you. We're, we're 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 proud of you Now You're making me tear up over here.
0: Hang on. Well, that's <laughs> what I was going to ask you. Did you lock eyes with Mama when you? Yeah, we got was, it. What that Come on, talk like. about this, yeah. man.
2: I don't know. I, I, I must not have good court vision because I could barely see when it's like just so dark in the Ocean Center in Florida. I don't know if that's how it is for every graduation, but that's the only time I've walked. There's my high school there, my other my a, my AS degree there, now my bachelor's. I can barely see anyone unless I hear my name shouting, which I had a couple family members, my best friend. I'm like, okay, there they are. And they
1: tell the people not to do that before they know, you, you know, know, But but they're going to do and it And then anyway. you
2: can't have any horns or anything. Somehow someone always has a horn. It, <laughs> that's just normally how it goes. <laughs> Were you indoors or outdoors? Indoors. 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 Yeah, okay. the Ocean Center is huge. And so it was just very Where is hard. this at? What city? Daytona Beach. Okay. Daytona Beach, Florida. And then there was so much development just from the time I've been here, from the time I just went back to visit. So just in a handful of months, obviously you have – The Daytona Five Hundred. There, yeah, they've built so much off international. I guess because they're just getting more. It's a growing city, and then the Daytona Five Hundred. We all know NASCAR is growing, so there's a lot. And then they recovered very well from the hurricane. The beach looked all cleaned up. It was pretty cool. It was a little weird.
0: That red tide on the east side, or is it just on the? the, I think that's just the Gulf side.
2: Yeah, we get high. We get a tide, obviously, but no, no, the red red, tide, yeah, not the red tide.
0: Man, that's the worst. Yeah, you know about red tide. right? folks know what I'm talking about. Go ahead though.
1: But but uh, so so, how did you guys do it? Did you? Walk across, or did you just stand up and turn the tassel? Oh no, I, yeah, you you walk. Well, they across do a lot of different and... ways now. They do a lot of different ways these
2: days. Yeah, yeah, we got up and. Uh, we shake the hand, you get your fake diploma, so to speak, because there's nothing in there. <laughs> so then this way you could take a picture. You got did give then, you a hug
0: like Adele?
2: Uh, no, 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 <laughs> no, no, no hug there. Just a nice firm handshake with someone I've never met before. And then um, you go sit down and then they tell you you could turn your tassel. And then the rest is history. You go out and you take pictures. I went out and had a nice dinner at the fam. And the next day went to Universal. It, it, it was a lot of fun. So Cool. Oh, yes, yeah, my la- that's my last one. Unless something happens, I don't think I'm going to get a master's. So, you don't know you know. You'd, you'd be surprised. You,
0: uh, I see you'd, you'd be you getting surprised one. That really, that I do. Of,
1: yeah, there are a lot of people who, you know, didn't think they would get one who ended up who ended up. Right. Them, Here's the I mean? difference
0: between you uh, you and a lot of people. Okay. You could have something that comes across your life that you say, "Oh, I got to get a master's degree for this," and you'll just set things up and go and get one. Right. I would never even attempt to think about oh, it. Like some people go, "There's no way I can go get a master's," but he's like, "Okay, it'll take a you know a little bit of time, but I can go do this." Right? You won't hesitate. That's yeah, if it's say. required,
2: I'll definitely do that for yeah. sure. I
1: and me, maybe if it happens sooner. To me, the further you get away yeah, from older. it, then life happens. Very true. You yeah. know, and that, that you know, you got to have the right environment, the right situation to do it, but. You know, like I said, very, very happy. We wanted Congratulations. The details. We wanted to yeah, hear tales really of the graduation it. ceremony. I told you earlier when we started the show, I graduated and went straight to work. So, yep. Yeah. <laughs> it was a lot of fun. He went to dinner. <laughs> yeah, went to dinner,
2: got to disconnect a little bit. Yeah. And then, um, as we mentioned all the time, Rob, who works for NASA, he just got a new house right there in Titusville. So, I got to go there. And just to see my best friend have a, a gorgeous house now, that's pretty cool. So, it was a pretty surreal moment. There's a yeah. lot of cool things to just full circle and be appreciative of. So, it was a lot of fun. And then, of course, So much going on in the sports world. So no matter where I am, you know, I'm tuned into that. But, yeah, we'll we'll start with that. Now, obviously, we had a big boxing fight last night. Lomachenko and Haney and Haney won. Um, A lot of people don't know what makes Lomachenko very unique is the fact that he is – he took ballet lessons early on. People are like, what? A lot of people don't know how important footwork is in boxing. absolutely. And so, yeah, his father got him into that at a young age. And that's why if you ever watch him fight – the distance is always important, but he could be so close to you, but yet it seems like you're so far away because his footwork, and he's able to pivot and use his angles, he gets that from his ballet, which is very interesting because footwork, I think, boxing is like the sweet science. And so you see two hands being thrown, but there's so much more to it than that, the angles and whatnot. But this is another interesting story, and I know I've been talking a lot of NBA, but there's so much that's been happening in the combat sports world. Francis Naganu, this guy was scary. He was supposed to fight Jon Jones. Contract negotiations didn't work out with the UFC. Even though they said you were going to be the highest-paid heavyweight fighter in UFC history, he still didn't feel like he was offered enough, and he walked away. And which is crazy because there was so many fights he could have had. Jon Jones, he hasn't lost. He was on top of the world. So he goes to the PFL, which Kevin Hart is invested in the PFL. Jake Paul said if he fights in the MMA, it's going to beat the PFL. They do a season style. They're very innovative. So they went and they finally came to an agreement with the deal, and now it has people talking because at first people didn't think this was really a smart move. Like, who you, is it really going to draw the attention of your regular consumer? He has a two- to three-fight deal, guarantees a high seven-figure purse for each fight, so he's getting paid millions. Okay. A split of the event's net profits, a signing bonus or salary to serve as a brand ambassador for the PFL, the right to have his own sponsors in the cage, and non-exclusive with regards to boxing, so if he wants to go box Tyson Fury. He has um, no champion clauses or other extensions and a minimal salary as possible as $1 million for each opponent. And I believe his, his opponent as well will be getting paid millions. And he has part he has equity in the company now. Oh, man. So I don't know if that's necessarily the smartest move by the PFL. I think it is because you're trying to rival the UFC or at least come close to it and you're trying to climb. So this is your opportunity to get the number one heavyweight in the world. For Francis Ngannou, I don't know, like Conor McGregor recently had an interview about it, which he announced, by the way, he'll be fighting at the end of the year. And he entered the USADA testing pool, which a lot of people think he's juiced up. So that's interesting. Mm. But he's like, who is he going to fight? Who are you going to look forward to for Francis Ngannou to fight? Will it really bring you to a television? So although what he did was groundbreaking in regards of an athlete to stand toe-to-toe with the UFC and walk away and get a huge deal, which has never been done the way he did it, is it really going to draw someone that's never watched MMA to the to the television screen? Because of the UFC, you had so many matchups, right? And even me, who's a diehard fan, I don't know who he's going to fight in the PFL. That's going to make it interesting. Now, if he boxes Tyson Fury, I think that's pretty cool. He'll lose to Tyson Fury because it's boxing. That's yeah. pretty cool, but. Who's he going to box? I mean, who's he going to fight in the PFL that you and I both be like? You know what? I can't wait to go watch there's that.
1: There's nobody that he could could, no. could attract that would that, no. that would pull over that would cross over that. You no. don't think so?
2: I, I, I mean, I'm sure there's talented guys, but as far as just like your not your hardcore MMA fan, like just someone that's never really heard of the sport, you would watch Nagano versus John Jones, like, right? With no brainer, right? I don't really know anyone out in the PFL. Doesn't mean that's not a smart move by the PFL, but I don't know long term. If you would do more money this way or if you would do more money with a bigger fight in the UFC. So it's interesting to see how that plays out, but he's the first guy to do it, and you have to commend him for that. So there's a lot to happen. And then, like I said, Conor entered the testing pool, which is big news because you saw that you have to be in the testing pool Mm. for at least six months in order to fight. Mm. Now he's officially in the testing pool, and he's looking to return by the end of the year. He says it's a done deal. And there's been a lot of speculation whether or not he was actually going to fight. And so now that you actually see him entering the testing pool, you have the new Ultimate Fighter Series launching in a couple, I think in a week or two now, it's going to be on ESPN for like, uh, I don't know how the duration of the season, but it's a good amount of time. So it's going to be interesting. It looks like it'll line up perfectly. So if you're an MMA fan, now's the time. How badly is he going to get beat in his next fight? I mean, I, honestly, because he's not hungry anymore. He's not trading.
0: Mm. Everything is done for pomp and circumstance with this guy. Yeah. And mind you, it put $600 bucks in his pocket. Yeah, so I'm not. Yeah. I ain't mad yeah. at him for that. Yeah, but right. when it comes down to you guys, I'm talking about me and Sam, you guys, the hardcore MMA fans, yeah. what do you feel about him? Because you know he's just coming back for a payday, which sounds strange after the amount I just gave out. But yeah. he's not going to win. I don't You know he's not hungry, and you see these guys, they are eating through tree bark, wanting to get at him.
2: What's interesting about this guy, though, is this guy doesn't mind brawling. Like, he doesn't fight strategically. He fights for an entertaining fight. And when you do that, he's been prone to get hit as well. Like, when Conor fought Habib, Habib's going to take you down. Like, when he fight, fights other guys, they're going to fight to win and wrestle you and expose your weaknesses. Chandler's not going to do that. Chandler's going to kind of feed into what Conor does well, whether he's – Hungry or not, which is striking. Like that's what Conor can do. And so this guy stylistically kind of makes sense for Conor. Even though he has a lot of power, Connor's not scared of bang. Like he, he may not be the best wrestler, but this stylistically could actually work out for Conor. Now, maybe that's me being optimistic, but stylistically, it, it's going to be entertaining. Someone's going to get knocked out. They're not going to look to take the fight to the ground at all.
0: Sam and Greg, Sports Radio, 929 The Game, 929 The Game.com on this 21st day of May. It's a Sunday. Thank you for letting us be a part. Of your Sunday morning. Saturdays, too. We're here 6 to 10 on Saturdays. We're in Max's world right now talking boxing, MMA. I, I know you wanted to jump in with something. No. Crenshaw. I wanted to ask you this earlier. Has there been any sort of movement? Has there been anything that you can put your finger on that's happened or at least started to happen since the Vince McMahon coming back, the whole the whole splitting of everything and, and, and Dana being basically staying where he is? But that whole announcement about it being sold and
2: yeah, nothing and, and seems to have back. changed so far. Not yet.
0: I was curious more about the WWE and, with, like I said, with Vince inserting himself back in there. right? Was there fallout there? Or is this something that you see happening maybe before the end of the summer or heading into the fall?
2: I, it's a – like, I don't know. It, it's a weird thing because that could very well happen. But as of right now, nothing has seemed to be a major change other than just the money that's been put into it.
0: Who's the big moneymaker right now at WWE.
2: You now you're looking at someone who's not the biggest WWE guy. Oh, yeah, I'm right. going to be honest with you. Okay. Yeah, I'm not WWE. That's kind of where I draw the line. I'm not saying there's not value in it. I understand where it's entertaining, but you know who's going to win? It's scripted. Like I, I like some, yeah. I like some suspense. We don't know who's going to win. That's the whole part of the competition. What about this move uh, about the two
1: entities in IMG Academy? You you, you, you explored that very much. No. In IMG Academy. Um, so part of it, part of the deal is going for, for UFC. We talked about the fact of where uh, the future UFC fighters are yeah. going to come, and you always talk about how you don't do it at a young age. You do the other disciplines, but maybe not that wow. one thing. Yeah, This could be something that starts you know, combat sports training at a younger age. If parents want their kids to go, I mean, right now we're legislating helmets out of football until kids are a certain That's age. True. So right. I'm just saying how many parents are going to sign up for their kids to go and learn this at, at what? 11, 12, 13, you know, I, that's that's the whole thing. But the fact that this place that's been set to train in youth, elite youth athletes will now be involved with this because, you know, that's a pipeline obviously for the future. We always say youth participation is the yep. is the lifeblood of any sporting activity.
2: I will say this very quickly because I know we got a break. Yeah. So I did it at a young age, and the purpose that my um, parents put me into it was just discipline and to teach you hard work. And so when people think getting an MMA training doesn't mean you have to go in the cage and try to kill the other person. Like, there's disciplines that you can learn without being in harm, believe it or not. Hitting the heavy bag, working the speed bag, just wrestling. And so it teaches you something past just the actual sport itself. It's something, okay, wait, if I put in a bunch of hard work— I can get better at something, or it teaches you just to be disciplined. It humbles you. So, if it can have a positive impact on their kid without them getting hurt, I do believe it'll have a domino effect. Yeah, and so something like that could happen.
0: All
1: right, well, that's that's happening. So let's let's keep a lookout. Keep a lookout for that. Are you
0: guys surprised that there's not been an outcry from mothers when it comes to UFC MMA? Like we, like, no, like we've be, No, be, be, be,
1: because because you don't see youth participating. I just, again, I'm that's just what I'm saying it, it, it's something you see, and you figure after you get a certain age, if you want to take that up, go take it up. But you're not you're not going to have mothers driving, dropping the kids off like you got soccer balls on their back window. That's that's not going to happen.
0: <laughs> <You know laughs> the question I mean? was, I just was curious if you yeah. you're not surprised that you haven't heard no, more. No, you know? but
1: that's because they're not they're not you know doing it at, at that level like they would the other sports. But this with IMG getting you know and everybody. At training, when people hear the IMG brand, everybody's ears perks up because they know what that – usually you lead leading to somebody that's going to be an elite level and going to make some money.
0: There was a uh, Bond villain sighting yesterday. Oh. We didn't see him at the Kentucky Derby, but he was at the Preakness. The dude looks like a Bond villain. Yeah, he does. Bob Baffert. Yeah. He had a day yesterday.
1: We're going to talk about that at the top when we come back.
0: That's why we that? I'm teasing. All right. Yeah, that and, and maybe you leaving a little Atlanta United. We're going to get a boom, the, Giacomacus? It's called a tease, Mr. Crenshaw. And by the way, I got a a message for you. Uh-oh. Oh, 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 yeah, I do. Uh I got Chief Brandon reached out to me. Chief. Tell Sam Uh my wife and daughter just got back from a Viking cruise. Yes. And they loved it. Wow. Okay. I ain't ain't a fan of Viking. Okay. You know. Yeah. They let, you know, let you look in over into the next cabin and all that stuff. And they don't, yeah. there's just certain things that are just different. Yeah. So it's anyway, different. but he wanted me to tell you that. All right. So shout out to Shout you. out. Shout out, Chief. <laughs> it's Sam and Good Greg. Good to hear from you. Sports Radio 92. <laughs> 9 Game, 92.9thegame.com. 90 Take us with you on the Odyssey app.
2: This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on What's in Your Podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive.